Welcome back to another episode of the Dark Rum Podcast. My name's Matt. And I am Kyle. That is Kyle. And t- today Matt picked the topic. Today? Today. We're talking about... He never picks the topic. The Great Molasses Flood of 1919. And that is great. As long as you don't scream, lynching, I'm okay with you picking weird, super sad topics that aren't that scary. Yeah. It's it's a, hey, it's mayhem. Yeah, I know. We never, we won't, we, we've never done the mayhem part. This is actually technically, technically speaking, one time I looked up what the mayhem was because I was like, that'd be the coolest thing to get charged with because in in my opinion, I thought I was like doing some kind of anarchy stuff. It is deliberately maiming someone to scar them for life. What? Yeah. That's a mayhem charge? Yeah. (laughs) So you're like, we know you didn't intend to kill them. But just in a way. Wow. Why is there gum here? And just like gum. We're talking about a real sticky situation. <laughs> nice transition. Why? I <laughs> just confused myself because I just have 19 at the end and thinking in 2000 brain. I was like, why would I say this happened in 2019? Yeah, it definitely did. The <laughs> that was the molasses flood part two. Okay, Matt, this is your baby. <laughs> molasses. It is sticky. It is so what's sticky. the most what's the most molasses you ever seen at once? Um however much is already baked into shoe fly pie. Okay, so you see not like, by itself, <laughs> just already as shoe fly you've pie. You've seen a pie's worth. Or or I guess technically I've seen a bottle's worth because I'm almost a hundred percent that Malta is just molasses. Like the fermented? Like the or the, the, the soda. yeasty drink, like Malta Goya? Yeah. I wonder what it is made out of. It's tasty. It's made out of refined sugar that's a byproduct from fermenting into alcohol. Oh. I think. I don't know. I'm I don't know. I'm going to look, I'm gonna look it up now. Well, what if I told you that in 1919 in Boston, they had a four-story tall container? What? Who needs that much molasses? So, like, I've known about this pretty much for most of my life, and every time I thought about it, I just thought it was like a water tower full yeah, I mean, like... I didn't realize it was like a skyscraper that loomed over the city. <laughs> it was Also, a, how wide it was. It was a vat, right? It was not like a... Like a... I don't know. Well, I don't know. When, vat seems like the right word, too. It was like some kind of large container that holds liquids. <laughs> a swimming pool. Um, don't... I don't no, based off the events that happened after this, I don't think you could swim in it. I think that would have gone terribly. Oh, definitely not. Was there a lid? But um, I, I feel like there's there had to be, right? I don't actually know. Based off the shape and the size of it, I was actually imagining... It looked it, like there was? It looked like those things at the sewer plants that are just spinning the poop around the whole time that are never <laughs> closed. Open air molasses container? Yeah. Well, talking about who needs that much molasses, the Purity Distilling Company... Uh, Subsidiaries near- of the United States Industrial something... They uh, were trying to get in the molasses to be fermented into rum before prohibition. So here's why you, my friend, are incorrect and didn't do enough research. One, it was built in 1515 during World War One. Oh well, no, that's what this supply was. 
it originally was so you are right i misspoke used for making smokeless gunpowder and explosives yes this the 1919 delivery that sparked the disaster oh yes yes you are correct. Yeah, i misspoke there. because the day after this tragedy is the day that prohibition began <laughs> or it didn't begin it was ratified and then it began a year later yeah because you know what you gotta do when when you know that something's gonna be illegal you gotta stock up on it so that you're already breaking the law when it happens Right? That's how that works? I think so. I'm like, hey, man, it's not illegal when I bought this. Yeah, it was, I was I grandfathered in. Yeah. I'm grandfathered in. I have 25 years worth. I'm grandfathered in. So the tank had about uh, 2.3 gallons or... Uh, I, I think it was used. a lot more than that. 8,700 cubic meters of molasses. I don't know how you weigh molasses in meters. It was 13 tons of molasses, and it was 2.3 million gallons. Yeah. Not 2.3 thir- gallons. 13 imperial tons is 12 metric tons. Yeah, I didn't understand what all those things meant, and that was confusing to me. I didn't know there was different sizes of tons. Uh, Yeah. For I just know a ton is <laughs> 2,000 pounds. And well, there's like a T-O-N, then like, and then there's, there's a, a T-O-N-N-E. There's a small ton, and there's a medium ton. And there's a large ton. And I was like, why are there different levels? You of can tons? look up what a buttload is. It's a barrel of wine. Just Did saying, you actually look up a buttload? Because I saying, actually knew that. Buttload. Yeah, I'm telling you, you could look it's it up. It's a buttload of wine. Yeah. I'm just saying, why does it surprise you then that there's I, other tons? I'm surprised I don't there's not know. a I'm surprised there's not I'm, a sloppy ton. I'm still stuck when you said 2.3 gallons. <laughs> no, no, no. 2.3 million gallons. Yeah, I know. And I tried to fix it. You just kept. Oh, I didn't say million? No. Oh. (laughs) So the Great Molasses Flood, a.k.a. the Boston Molasses Disaster, which still sounds fun, uh, is is when a thing exploded. Explain it. Um, I don't know why I did that. Actually, no. So the... the, We we didn't... (laughs) Exactly. I agree completely. The location of the distillery's plant... I don't know what to call it. Yeah, I mean, they didn't call it anything because they were like, fine. "It's not a building; it is a store. It, the storage container is located." Well, it was at, like right by the docks, wasn't it? Or right by yeah, the yeah, because they had a boatload in the molasses. Yeah. Um, it was located at five twenty nine Commercial Street near Carney Keeney Square in North End of Boston. True. Is North End of Boston the name of a place, or is it just a directional I navigational would, tool? Prob- I mean, there's probably like a name for it, right? Like Boston. How, like you could be like. I'm from by the docks in New York, or you could be like, I'm from Hell's Kitchen. New York actually has different little towns or whatever. Yeah, but you could also just say I was on the west side of New York. That's true. But I thought like West Side Manhattan was actually its own little place. I, I don't live there. I'm not a doctor. I think things should be called like, this is the top of the town. That's the left of the town. This is the yeah, right like of the Yeah, like my, my fucking creek. Yeah, I'm from right Boston. I'm from, Don't you dare be back. I'm from up Boston. You're do you mean fired. north or do you live in the sky above us? No, I'm from the top. I'm from the top Boston. So the uh, the container was, uh, or the vat, uh, whatever you want to call it. Tub. It wasn't made from like the amount of, the, the gauge of steel that was appropriate for that size container, which was kind of like one of the first problems. Well, who set those standards? Because it wasn't a building, so there was no one to check building standards of it that's true it's a storage container um is there someone that what i read what i read has to be no this much the gauge for the force it was holding back oh yeah yeah no because it was like half as thick as it needed to be right yeah and they used rivets instead of like (laughs) yeah and it would leak all the time 
to the point where people would just scoop up the molasses off yeah. the edge of it. This is a weird time when people actually used molasses for things. Like daily, they daily used molasses, and moms would just be like, go get molasses from the molasses leaker, which they then had to paint brown so people couldn't find it because plugging the holes was too expensive and they couldn't just let people have free molasses that, not when you have 2.3 million gallons worth. it's kind of like sinisterly ingenious it's like so dumb that it's brilliant it's what's weird is if you see something brown and there's something wet that's brown on that brown thing you can still know that there's something wet on that brown thing well molasses looks like wet brown but the paint would look like dry brown I mean, what if they went out there and constantly put on new coats? Oh, then you're just drinking paint. Don't eat that molasses. That's, <laughs> that's paint. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I don't know if you've watched, ever seen the puppet history has an episode about this. I did. And then I turned it off because I was like, this is not teaching me anything. Yeah, I'm no, it's just entertaining. I just think it's funny. I watched it as one of the last things and I unlearned things from it. I seen it before I did the research for this, but I just like that they do the little bits and they're like, get the molasses or you get nothing in your gruel. Is that where you learned from this? Or were you just... No, I did know about it before I saw the episode. Just because of like looking into weird tragedies? Yep. Yeah, that's a totally normal thing to do. People think it's weird. Weird people think it's weird. So, the yeah, as I was saying, though, the Purity Distilling Company was originally a chemical-based firm before Prohibition because that was... They were just doing that because that was time. Oh, okay. It was timely. They made explosives and stuff. They specialized in production of ethanol and the distilling process of that which sometimes left off rum, sometimes left off other byproducts, but also the ethanol that it was producing is not like the ethanol and alcohol. They were using the one that you're not supposed to drink before that. Yes, the I did that. one that you to die The one that makes blind. you go blind. Yeah, because apparently that blows up real good. Sure does. Um, what's ironic is, well, it was also, it's a subsidiary of the United States Industrial Alcohol Company. That's what I made up a word for it, I was trying uh, to say. Okay. Those were the ones who actually built the plant in 1915. And they purchased, I guess they purchased the Purity Distilling Company in 1917, which is weird because they'd been there the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, also, while researching this, I discovered that there are other non-water-based flood disasters, and there's one that I thought you would super appreciate. Oh. It was the Dublin Whiskey Fire that took place on June 18th of 1875 in Liberty's area of Dublin. Have you heard of this? No. So it lasted a single night. It killed 13 people and resulted in $6 million worth of damage in whiskey alone. Oh, my God. Not property damage, not death. No. Just whiskey damage. Yeah. I think that's adjusted for inflation, that oh, $6 million okay. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, people were drinking from the six inches of water that was left, or the, of rum, or whiskey, sorry, whiskey that had flowed into as far as Combe or Coombe. I don't know how Irish people speak. Or pronounce words, but it's C-O-O-M-B-E. I am sorry for being offensive in every way in which I try to describe that. Um, and that's just not, that's unlearned. That's not, yeah. I mean, I guess some people could take offense. But here's but. the thing. Not a single one of the fi fatalities from this were from fire or smoke inhalation or burns or direct contact with any form of fire itself. It was whiskey damage. It was alcohol poisoning. Oh my God. <laughs> from drinking the whiskey from, like, off the ground. People were just drinking it. Wait, they, no, they, didn't, they didn't die in the flood from ingestion. No. They were just slurping it up. Yeah, from alcohol poisoning. Oh they my, died from alcohol poisoning. Oh, my God. It was undiluted whiskey that was being stored in casks, and it was more potent than, like, retail whiskey. But this is all olden times, too, so I, I don't know if their whiskey was better or not back then, but, you know. 
They died from getting drunk. That's crazy. Thank you for that aside. That's great. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So the day of the uh, incident, temperatures had risen, which kind of like Changed messes the with the viscosity. That's the word. Uh, of, of molasses. Also, they were getting like a warmer Caribbean molasses coming in still. Yeah. So it's just in general was already going to be different. Yeah. Different temperatures. as I have learned, if you put a cold liquid with a hot liquid, they do some kind of weird thing that causes the force to be even stronger when it explodes than if it was not exploding or uh, not mixing. Yeah. I so it was gravitational called, force. Yeah. It, it, gravitational it, it makes force the, the less dense liquid shoot out faster when it's like trying to and It makes the more settle. dense liquid shoot faster to the ground. One of those. It makes science. one of them shoot faster farther faster yeah uh well which, it's the same thing as like cold and warm air temperature things forming tornadoes oh true true like a low pressure system coming through it just, makes it a just thunderstorm blows things up one of the biggest problems with this though was like yeah it was made out of steel that wasn't good uh there was zero regula- regulations on it because apparently if it's not a building it doesn't count you're just like no it's a storage container which i don't know how you get away with that but I guess if there's not like a government telling you you can't do that, you can do that back then. And the only um, they they already had ordered the molasses before they built it, mm-hmm. so it was already on its way, and it was coming from the Caribbean. And if it arrived before the building was constructed, they would have to just dump it in the ocean. There. Yeah, which is I was like, like, why? Because they're like, no, 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 we're picking something else up here. Fuck your molasses. I it's going to go bad if we drive it back. So let's kill all the fishes. Because I can't imagine that a thick liquid like that would be good on the top layer of the ocean. Or maybe it would just sink. I don't know. It wouldn't be good. That has to cause some kind of catastrophe, right? Yeah. That alone, that. Um, it, so it, it can't be good for an ecosystem. They yeah, finished it saying. right before they arrived. And the only amount of testing they did to make sure that it was waterproofed or like that there wouldn't be leaks was they added six inches of water into it (laughs) instead of filling it. They were like, this giant five-story building, six inches of water, we're good. I bet it didn't even reach the first rivet. Probably not. I get their mind of like, that's a lot of surface area, six inches across all of that, but that's not a fraction of what's going to be in there force-wise. And it's going to be a denser liquid. Which they did not account for. See, originally I thought like you, I was like focused on like the prohibition part. So I thought they had rushed the construction so that they can get that. That's yeah. not true at all. I wrote that down before I learned the actual facts that it was already there. It had been there for years at that point. It's it's four years of them putting this in. So that strain has yeah. been going nonstop. Yeah, but it constantly. like hadn't been at the like the capacity or capacity that they were attempting now. Yeah, and it was only going to be for a couple of days, which is even worse. It was on its way out when yeah. it happened. Uh, but yeah, so all of this to say, when eventually it did fail, uh, the first um, the first signs were a constant groaning. That was no, that was the regular. Tank. The constant groaning was the whole time it had been there. Oh yeah, the like people had grown so swaying. accustomed to it that when it started to collapse. They were just like, that can't be that. Yeah, yeah. So one of the, one it of those machine like, gun fire. When you live next to a volcano that's always smoking, you're like, it's not going to erupt. Yeah. They were li- they thought it was machine gun fire when the rivets started to burst out. Yep, it started shooting through walls and windows. Which and- I guess attributes, I guess that helped when the PDC was like, nah, man, it was terrorists. Yeah. 
Yeah, they did try to blame it on an anarchist group. Italian anarchist. Yep. Which I I think I, I vaguely remember that being that. glossed over in history, like about the, the Italian anarchist thing, but that was like way less prevalent or like nobody cared as much about that as communism. So it was like, just like, yeah, that was a thing that happened, but you know, it was whatever. This happened then. When it exploded, you did the force thing, right? You, you looked at it? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, hey, you you were pretty proud of it. I'll let you. It, it exploded with the force of 850 sticks of TNT. Yeah, which is uh, like 850 million joules of energy, approximately. Yeah, I know exactly what a joules is. Yeah, it's those, it's those things that you smoke, right? Those do explode. So I could imagine <laughs> 850,000 million of those together. Yeah, probably. I probably would do that. Probably. And then it would shoot you with hot weed liquid. I don't know what else goes in those. Uh, nicotine and stuff and flavor. So when this wave burst out, we already mentioned that the, the density differences of the different batches of molasses, the temperature difference, there was like some fermentation they think going on, gases being built up. By the time this shoots out, the wave with 850 sticks of dynamite's worth of force completely blew the foundation out of some houses, a train like it, it removed it a, a fire station from its foundation. Yep, just blew it off and just started gooping it down the road. With waves as tall as 25 feet? They, yeah. Yeah. 25 feet and um damn, how many how fast I just had that and I scrolled. 35 faster. miles per hour. 35 miles an hour. Thank you very much. Just gotta lock it in your brain, man. It's just gotta be there forever. <laughs> it's like I can't imagine. 35, that's like a car going a good good decent pace right that's like, it's a, like a car on the average road 25 35 but then how tall did you say it was 10 feet 25 feet oh 25 25 feet, feet wave 35 going 35 fast. miles per hour that's crazy but you know what as as fast as it came out apparently it receded back but that actually wasn't helpful in any way whatsoever that it like dissipated so quickly because then it just left people covered in heavy now thickened because of the cold weather molasses and there's at least one story that I stumbled across where like a lady was like trapped in her car and suffocated because of it. Uh, so most of the deaths were suffocation deaths. Well, yeah, because it got in their nose and their um, mouth. And- I, I don't know if they could. I'm sure some of them were already dead when they found them. Right. Uh, and I believe between uh, either 21 or 22 people died. I saw different things that saw said different things. Yeah. And 150 people were injured. Um, a bunch of them were like laborers taskmasters black entire fire department yeah fire people teamsters drivers it was everyone because it was everyone that lived in that general part yeah that's the worst part there was a there was a wake going on in a basement and the bunch of people died getting flooded with molasses when they were at a wake for someone they know who passed that's so shitty see when you told me that story originally i thought that the like number of casualties was going to be a lot higher because i imagined that being like 20 well that people. was like a handful of people okay um it would the worst part of it wasn't even necessarily like the initial blast it was the fact that emergency workers that came and it, i think it was like seven minutes or something it took for emergency workers from the other part of the cities and the navy uh shoremen or whatever that were nearby mm-hmm. to get there and start rescuing people but they actually couldn't because once the molasses had thickened, it was more of a quicksand consistency. So they were trying to get to people getting stuck and just watching them. Yeah. They they, they couldn't get to anything, right? I mean, you imagine trying to walk across flypaper to rescue someone who's smothering in 
And enough of it hit the ocean that the water was browned for like weeks after or something like that. Yeah. And people say that today, on a hot summer day, you still might smell molasses there. That? I want. I it wanna sounds like, like ghosts. But I know. I want to go try to smell for ghosts. I don't know what molasses smells like. And I mean, also, you had I don't know if I can smell pie. it now. Yeah, I've had it. That was when I could smell. That's true. There were a few... Um, there was a few victims that were swept into the harbor with the molasses and that were found like later. Oh, I thought you were going to say. Weeks and months later. They just weren't counted because nobody found them. And that would be something that people would do to keep the numbers down. Yeah. They're probably, that's actually probably something that did happen actually. Well, so this, um, besides for resulting in like the, you know, like the, the fucking hellish cleanup, <laughs> they actually used salt water from a fireboat to like spray it on the molasses and then threw sand on it to like absorb it so they could like shovel it all up. Kind of like cat litter tactics. I have never once poured salt water into a cat litter box. <laughs> Does it work? I just mean like clumping, like oh, like, yeah. like grit and clumping. <laughs> I was just the salt water part threw me off. They made salt water molasses. That probably makes good caramel. They make good taffy, right? Yeah. They uh but so besides for all the cleanup too, this actually resulted in like one of the first class action lawsuits in our country. Yeah, because like I said, they did not successfully blame Italian. Yeah, anarchists. they really tried. Um, they almost got it because the prosecutor that came on board was really anti-anarchists. And yeah. He wanted to believe it was true, but it was just so obvious that they didn't well, do what they needed to isn't do. Isn't that kind of like why? I mean, besides the fact that the legal system is slow, but like it, in the it, it took until 1917 to get the like court case moving. I mean, that's, that's um, just, but say in that time they were like l really trying to find out that it was like prove that it was the anarchists. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think he did a sufficient investigation if he actually realized it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, that's, and so that's like, fair. you got to think there's probably he just really wanted it to be, there was probably like an actual like year long investigation into whether or not it was anarchist or if it was uh neglect on part of the, the Amer United States thingamabob. Stuff, 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 stuff. All those words. Anagrams. U.S. something. And then there's probably like the court filing. You know, just democracy and bureaucracy stuff. But the investigation, I think, was probably the majority of that. And it wasn't probably... It probably was less or as bad or more bad than you think. Who, no, because I'm lost. You need to say worse. I'm stuck. Stop. <laughs> I'm just going to see where you Stop were going. Stop me. Stop me. Just gonna sit and defend and blame America all at the same time. Um, yeah, but so about the court thing, it it took three years, uh, and ultimately they it, it was like almost three quarters of a million, like like six hundred twenty something thousand. That's uh, weird. I got just, different things. It comes out to like oh nine point eight million in so twenty twenty one money. Wherever I looked, it took six years for the investigation oh. and them to come to the conclusion that it was in fact their tank's failure problem. And the victims were awarded one million, which is equivalent to sixteen million nine hundred sixteen one hundred eighty four now. Hmm. Well, two thousand two money. Yeah, the other thing said, uh, at least my source said, um, seven thousand per victims. Uh, family, the families got seven thousand per victim, which would be one hundred nine thousand dollars. The nineteen nineteen money that was very important because the banks were about to collapse. <laughs> true, that's actually very true, and I didn't think about that at all when I was researching this. The other thing you have to think about is how hard this tragedy actually was, because you have to remember that they one 
just ended the first world war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they actually, when it was built during, they were built during the world, first world war. Um, and then two, what happened right after the first world war, that's very much like right now times. Like, like recession stuff. No, the Spanish flu outbreak put them in a pandemic. Oh, that's right. They were in the middle of a pandemic. That was 1918. Recovering started, from a right? war. Or when yeah. they recognized it. They were, they were in the middle of a pandemic, recovering from a war, and then this happens. How much worse could it have gotten for the Boston's peoples? Yeah. Unless the Redcoats came back and took it back. Well, and it did. The, the incident <clears throat> took the police, the Red Cross, the Army, and the Navy. Yeah, I know. I said the Navy from somewhere. And it took them seven minutes. Which actually, that's really good response time. Did they have telephones back then? When was Alexander Graham Bell born? He's from New Jersey. He is. I'm just gonna keep saying things again. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to look that up? Is that a question? No, I, for I don't. You don't actually need to look it up. I'm just saying. Like, I'm. I'm not sure. I. I'm assuming that the sound of 856 of dynamite blowing up probably got a lot of people's attention, and the machine gun fire. So I, that would make a lot of sense why people would just start showing up with guns to be like. We're here to fight the bad guys, and then you you stumble across just a lot of molasses and stuck people. I'm also surprised that like that more people didn't die because being right where they were, like it was. If you look at the pictures of where it is, there was yeah. just houses nearby. I would have imagined that this would have been worse than it was. I mean, it's not good, but I I actually always thought it was worse. I think it's because a lot of um like port setups have like some space between the docks. And like the other buildings. True. And I guess a lot of it did also go backwards because it just exploded outward, not like in a direction. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it did go into the ocean as well. Enough to make it real. I really never thought. um, Do you think the fish tasted sweeter after that? I wonder. Uh, I really never thought until I was watching the like the calculations be done for the force for like, it's just like the weight of it being pulled down by gravity. Like. Yeah, I always forget things like kinetic and uh, like resting f- mm-hmm. forces. Potential energy. Yeah. Math is cool. <laughs> yeah. Math is like life hacks. Except for when it involves so many people dying. Yeah. Math is evil. So on the tank construction again, uh, one of the things they do, they, yeah, it, <laughs> is it leaked like literally day one? No, no, yeah, it leaked constantly. Yeah, like from 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 jump. Um, All right. Let, on that note, let's talk about the people that constructed it then, because what they did was they just took a bunch of managers and supervisors from both USIA and PDC, and they were like, "Hey guys, I know you have no engineering background, and you know that we're in a real rush to get this molasses here. What we need you to do is just put something together for us, real quick." And they. They just didn't even look up or into or research any of the engineering aspects that they actually needed to go through to yeah. do to build it. They were just like, build it cheap, build it big. Yeah, that sounds right. Which is why these were one of the first companies to actually get sued for something like this. I think this was the first. Like, I don't think that it had ever happened before where a company was blamed for not maintaining or, or going through the right processes to make sure something was structurally safe. Because, like I said, they didn't have any kind of anyone well, overlooking them. Yeah, you did mention they did have, like, building codes for buildings. For buildings. Yeah, but it's like, they're like, what do you mean? We're not building a building. We're building a giant circle. <laughs> building a tub. 
You want to fill? Yeah, it's for stuff. It's for a party. You're not invited. Hey, man, you like you like rum? You like you like explosions? We you, got you. You like explosions of rum? <laughs> that would I, you know what? That would probably buy off a of town if they're just like you guys want some rum and expl- well, actually no. This was literally just a holding tank. All of the like processing took place in Cambridge, which is where this two million gallons of molasses was supposed to be going within the week that it was there. It was only there for two or three days and it was meant to leave like shortly before it blew up. It and what's worse is it blew up midday. It was twelve forty in the afternoon. I guess it makes sense, isn't it? Like when the sun's at its like most powerful. I don't know. I'm not a sunologist. Yeah, I'm not a i I'm not a sun. I'm not a star. I got nothing. Star, star, startarian. <laughs> I don't understand molasses. People don't even use that anymore. We just have refined sugar and corn syrup. I mean, it's really good in shoe fly pie. I know it's like the third time we mentioned it, but have you guys ever had shoe fly pie? The stuff in shoe fly pie killed 21 people. So you don't fa- eat it. My favorite shoe fly pie is wet bottom, <coughs> just because it's fun to say. <coughs> One, I didn't know that was a thing. You could call it soggy cheeks. I wouldn't tell you you were wrong. Two, I haven't had shoe fly pie since I was a child. Oh, I had some like two months ago. It's always at Wegmans, and I always think about buying it, but then I'm like, man, 21 people died from the stuff that goes into this. <laughs> Same with rum. Every time I look at rum, and I'm like, 21 people died to make it. I me. bought a really shitty rum, <coughs> and now I don't even want to think about it. I drank the whole bottle out of spite. Not at once. I was with you when you bought really shitty alcohol before. That's true. That was a different kind of shitty. And I don't understand why you did it because I didn't buy shitty alcohols. Then again, we didn't buy any of it for legal purposes. We were adults, but we we let someone else purchase it for us. Yeah. You know, sometimes you like Venmo your friends. They pick the shit up. Yeah. Sometimes you're at work and you're like, I got a lot of money and tips tonight. Go pick up some stuff for the party tonight. Completely of legal consenting age. Um, but you would buy stuff like, what was that one? It wasn't strong enough to get anybody drunk. Parrot Bay. <laughs> yeah. I just... drank the whole bottle every night. <laughs> and then I had rock gut in the morning. It was sugary and gross. And I was like, why are we drinking? Cause this? it was mango. And it was all we had. It. No, we had three flavors the one day and that was all we had. And I was like, this isn't doing. Cause anything. I really liked it. I don't know why you just drank Goldschlager. No, I was, I was done with that. Cause after. We party with the with that one guy for too much. I stopped being able to drink Goldschlager because it made me want to throw up. That one guy I, texted somebody I know today. I told him to tell him to text me. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Uh, there's one guy that I know. He texted someone I know, and then it's, I told that I guy mean, to text you know him who to I'm talking me. about. Yeah, I'm not trying to put it in. <laughs> no, but even if we did do the names, it would still be weird. There's nothing not weird about the conversation about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He broke up with us. He stole my shoes and your heart. That's true. He really did. He's a vampire. <laughs> no, he's in Texas. He's a Texas vampire. That's the next show. It's going to be like Walker, Texas Ranger, but Walker, Texas vampire. <laughs> it's about a vampire who's a day walker. He's just, it's exactly like Blade, but in Texas. Perfect. <laughs> Take Django Unchained and it's Blade. Like, and it's that's like the Blade, same, but bigger because everything's yeah. bigger in Texas. Yeah. He's like seven feet tall. I was listening to something the other day and I was. It, <laughs> I don't know why I fell for it, but they're like, this thing was huge. It was seven feet tall, like JFK. And I was like, there's no way JFK was seven feet tall. <laughs> he was six one. I was like, why did you say this? Who said that? 
I don't know. I don't even remember what it was because I got so distracted by them saying JFK was seven feet tall. I was like, there's no way he was that tall. That's not real. Nobody's seven feet tall. There's never been a single person ever at seven feet tall. I bet you there's at least been one. Mutants (laughs) that play basketball really good. And they're like eight feet tall now. You ever been to a a Globetrotters game? No, I've seen them on TV a lot. They're from Boston. They're the Boston Globetrotters. I don't know why I did that, but it was they're not the Boston Globetrotters? Where are they from? Oh, no. what? Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, the Harlem Globetrotters. Sorry, I'm rubbing my eyeball. It's real bad. Did I just make I, up a basketball team? You got any eye drops? Boston's the Celtics, right? Yes. <laughs> Probably wrong about that, too. But it's Irish, so it makes sense. Everybody in Boston is Irish. That's why they're so afraid All of All I know is depotted. They were all afraid of the Italians. I'm just, I'm just kidding to my friends from Boston. Damn it. Too much weed. Imagine not having eye drops in your dungeon. Yeah. Well, it, I think he does it as a form to torture you. He gives you the weed so that you get dry eyes. And That's then... not what it is. I touch my eyeball. It's allergies. Why would you touch your eyeball? Because I am a man child. You're not supposed to touch that part of your body. I know. That's probably why I have so many floaters in my vision. You touch, you touch your eyeball. I touch my eyes a lot. When we learned that you're not supposed to lick people's eyeballs should have been the end of you touching eyeballs. That wasn't even the end of me licking eyeballs. You didn't lick anybody's eyeballs? No, I said that wasn't the end. (laughs) (laughs) The last person eyeballs I licked was a cat. Oh, that sounds dangerous. He liked it. I used to chew on that cat. He knows who I'm talking about. General Mao was the best. That cat just did not give a shit. I could do whatever I wanted. I could probably cover him in molasses. <laughs> like the kid I'm really bad butter. about getting off topic, but then swinging it back for no reason out of nowhere. Like, not, it's not a good comeback to yeah, it. It's perfect. Anyway, so yeah, molasses. Don't store it in 75 foot tall buildings, fill it with 2 million gallons of molasses, and then let it explode on people because that is bad on you. I mean, like, unless what you're trying to do is kill 21 people and it take 11 days to recover all the bodies. Because then, like, maybe that's your what you should do. Maybe you should build a giant tub and fill it with molasses. If you're going to be the bad guy and you're going to encourage him, Matt, why are you going to encourage them to match the numbers? Go big or go home. Okay, you're right. I'm just trying to say, I don't know. Nobody it, wins in a tie. Maybe it's a supervillain. Nobody wins in a tie. You're right. If you're going to do it, build it eight feet tall, fill it with 400 or four, eight, eight fill it with 400 gallons, you're like eight feet 400 tall. million gallons, eight feet tall, 400 million gallons. I don't know how you're shoving it in there. You're really like pressing it down. So like it's, it's gotta be bigger on the inside. No, yeah, yeah. You get like one of those things like they did in the French press and you like press it down and then you put it on top and then that goes back up and then you press it down some more. So you're really adding to the Newtonic force in there so that when it does explode, are you making molasses dark matter? It's 16,000 tons of dynamite. Oh shit. Bye, everybody. <laughs> is that it? Is that how we ending? I don't, I don't. Is there more information? I just meant like, just bye. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, no. Jared's putting the thing in. This is where he's going to put it right here. It's very abrupt. 